we are here with Steven. Yeah, we are about to discuss the nerd world's version of cocaine. I am <laughs> so excited. This has been, I, 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 I am hooked. Uh, hook, line, sinker, whatever cliche you want to use, this is my new black tar heroin. So I am so excited for this conversation. <laughs> oh my God. Uh, I will be your pusher. And she's a great pusher. <laughs> she was both my kind of, you know, my first junkie that got me into the game and also a pusher. So yeah. Um, yeah. And that would be Amy. Hi, everybody. Good to be back. We have Iana. Hello. I'm here. And we are also joined by Stina. Hi. So to begin here, um, I want to askew our typical question. We'll get to that in a minute, Danny. But I want to start by talking just maybe like a one-minute pitch for for y'all's respective businesses, um, right? So the big fat sales and Wither, Wither Wings Wears and all that great stuff and all the other 1,000 Instagram accounts that, that you two run and manage and are the entertainment behind. And of course, Tina, uh, Laser Brain, Patchco, talking all things that. Just like a little one-minute intro, just to, to give people a sense of who you are and, and why you're the people that we're talking about today. I will uh, talk about my Wither Wings Wear shop, which started on Etsy and then transitioned uh, primarily onto Instagram. But my shop makes nerdy pins for witches and wizards of all sorts of varieties. Um, but I especially like to make weirdo pins that like have little moving parts that are very obscure uh, and all sorts of fun stuff like that. Stina? Yeah. <laughs> um, yep, my shop is Liz Rain Patch Co. And I make kind of a wide range, wide variety of things um, from different pop culture for the most part. And then also some kind of witchcraft stuff. Um, a lot of the stuff I make is definitely Harry Potter. I don't have a business. Uh, I'm just kind of a, a consumer myself. Um, although, of course, I do join um, on the big fat live sales. But... Those are, I wouldn't really call that. It's not like my business. I'm just yeah, but you of, I'm, I'm yeah, a no, star. Yeah, half talk <laughs> through it though. No, 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 no. I'm not. He calls me half. Here. Um, <laughs> because you are absolutely 50% of the enjoyment, never mind all the work that y'all do on the back end that I can't speak to with what I have to imagine is just a room full of envelopes and pins everywhere. And we can do, give you a behind the scenes tour tomorrow if you want, Stephen. At uh, 2 p.m. to 5 p.m. Oh my God, he yeah. already knows. This is just posted. <laughs> um, no, it's, if you if you wouldn't mind uh, just speaking briefly about what the big fat live sales are um, and how just the general well, gist of what those what they do. I mean, it's definitely Amy's brainchild, but like other people, I think started doing the live sales before we did, but uh, we were one of the first people to do it, and. Um, I mean, I know for me personally, like I'm never at the forefront of any kind of social media at all. Like I've never even like downloaded TikTok in my life or anything like that. Um, so I think the fact that you could go live on Instagram was kind of a little novel. Uh, but we were like, okay, let's let's try and see how this works uh, and see if we can get into the pin sale business. And um, I think it was just a really good match for our team because uh, it's not just Amy and I; it's also uh, Julio and Diego. 
that join us the majority of the time. Um, and now Amy also has um, another uh, pin friend join her as well, Marshall. So, um, so I mean, it just became like a, a really big way to reach people who wanted to buy pins of all kinds, especially since I feel like in the past couple of years, the uh, fantasy component of pins has really taken off. So it's a really good way to let those reach people um, who don't have access to buying pins, say from a park or online or whatever. Um, and then we always try to make them really entertaining. And that's mostly because we're intoxicated. Um, although I like to think that we can be entertaining without being intoxicated. Also facts. But it doesn't hurt. Although sometimes it hurts. Sometimes I'm a little too intoxicated, but that's okay. That's also just facts. Me. That's me and that's me in life. <laughs> that's me in life. I just I live large. Facts. <laughs> Big fat so, intoxicated. So for all the listeners out there who like me uh, are taking notes, write down <laughs> fantasy pins and just put that in your back pocket for now. Oh. We're gonna come back to that later. You don't know? Okay. All right. Um, yeah. So much terminology. Lots of terminologies. We should give you a rundown of all the terms. Well, so that's what I want to do in a little okay. bit here. Okay. I won't. Um, but, but I appreciate y'all indulging us just with a little kind of elevator pitch there because I think it's important just to say like, What's really cool is, you know, each of y'all are kind of engaged in the quote unquote pin community, which I, well, I don't know why I quote that quote unquote that it's a real thing, um, you know, kind of in, in slightly different ways, right? And um, different fan communities, different fandoms, different ways of either buying, selling, collecting, et cetera, et cetera. So I'm really excited to get y'all's perspective on, again, my, my new cocaine. Um <laughs> But Danny, before we dive in, do you want to hit us with our standard set of uh, Harry Potter intro questions here? All right. Well, we have heard from Amy and Iana prior to this, but Stina, how did you find the Harry Potter world and join the community? Like, how did you find the books? Did you grow up reading them or did you find the movies first? So I feel like I'm... I'm like a little older than a lot of the Harry Potter fans. So I was already an adult when it came out and I was, um, I was already a tattoo artist and one of my customers wanted a Harry Potter tattoo and they were absolutely obsessed. And um, I'm kind of one of those people like that over research everything and I love to read, so I obviously picked up the first book and, and read it. And I was like, well, this book is okay. It's a little young for me. And then I picked up the second book and then the third book. And then at that point, that was all there was, I think, at that point. Um, and then every every time one was released, I was, like, in line outside of the bookstore, like, at midnight, you know. So, but, I mean, I was definitely already an adult with a full full job and everything, <laughs> More importantly, uh, perhaps most importantly, do you have a separate Instagram account for your tattoo work? Yeah. Um, sadly, I have a lot of Instagram accounts, but yeah. join the club. Steven, I you don't know. have enough Instagram accounts. That's the problem. <laughs> I accounts for this episode. I made the mistake the other day of putting my like personal, like Stephen Hatter Instagram up on my stories. And then I had a bunch of random people from the Harry Potter community trying to follow me and like, no shots. Cause like, whatever, that's, you know, whatever. But like, it's my private account. I don't, it's, it's, it was weird. Anywho, that's all to say. Um, 
hit me up with those tattoos. Are you not going to accept me right now? Well, you're different. <laughs> Have you got my gift yet? No. God damn it. All right. I will. Well, now yeah. you're just going to tell us maybe what it is. No. No. Okay. Just kidding. Don't tell us. Anywho, Stina, hello. <laughs> yes. Um, you have a tattoo Instagram. Yes. It's just uh, T-Wolf, T-E-A-W-U-L-F-E. Oh, yeah. boy, that was a lot of letters. There it is. No, yeah. <laughs> no, no, that's not you. That's not you. Wait, one more time. T-E-A. Oh, I missed, I missed the E and the A as entirely. In as in drinking a glass. Got it. Got it. We're, we're spilling the tea. Yeah. We, oh, we got it. Okay, cool. So back to the whole podcasting thing. Mm. I'm just curious, because actually I, I appreciate that you kind of mentioned it in your original answer. What was it about Harry Potter that made it kind of stick for you, right? Because I think when you read it as a child or you know, kind of younger originally, not, I don't necessarily love when people call it a children's book, but it makes more sense kind of in terms of the, the reading level and just all of that, right, for kids to just intuitively be more into it, right? So what was it about the series that gave it that staying power kind of in your imagination and become how has it become such a big part of your life? Like, what, what was it about the series that really stuck with you? For me? Yeah. Um, so actually, sometimes people get frustrated with me, but I actually feel like the books are really, they're not my favorite books. Um, I know they're a lot of everyone else's favorite books. They're not my favorite books. Um, I love the community. The people immediately, like I said, the first person I met was so passionate um, and wanted tattoos from it. And um, the more people I met, um, I just realized that almost every person within the community is just such an accepting and wonderful person. So I love the amount of people that that love Harry Potter, that are open-minded, that are creative, that are thoughtful, that are empathetic. Um, and I don't necessarily know that that was her intention when she wrote the books. Like, I think she just wrote the book and, and they had a life of their own. And the fans themselves just came out to be these like beautiful and creative um, fandom that's really diverse too. And I just really love that part. So um, for me, a lot of the imagery and a lot of the, the story is really based on the fandom and the people who have created it have uh, helped make it into what it is. And I find that very valid. Um, Cause there, there are other books that, you can easily love more. And with the community, yes, there's definitely people like the first time I heard about your stuff was through Emily, uh, the nerd jacket. Uh, she was very, very much excited. Actually, I told her that you were going to be on tonight and she's very excited now. <laughs> so how do you go from reading the books being a tattoo artist to pins. I feel like that's actually kind of easy. It's like a natural progression. When you're a tattoo artist, your entire life is producing things for sale and you want to be creative. You want to be unique. You want to give people things that they haven't seen before um, on their bodies that they have to live with for the rest of their lives. But it's really important that you give people something unique and, and beautiful. But at the same time, it's really important for you to produce things that 
cost money because that's how you pay your bills and that's how you survive. So you can't help but seeing every piece of art as a way to make money also in another way. So for me, um, my aunt was is a Disney pin collector and she has an insane amount of Disney pins probably probably close to Amy but um I know that oh, wow yeah. do we know your aunt I wonder I I don't know she I don't think she does any online um pin trading because I think she's a little she's a little older so she just doesn't know how she, she probably has the good stuff then um yeah so she actually goes to Disney three or four times a year um and just like buys everything she just saves all of her money and buys everything and then just does like trading on eBay and trading online and stuff. But she's been doing it for like 20 something years. Oh, wow. Um, definitely got the good stuff. Yeah. She has like a lot. Um, but so she started buying us pins and at first I was like, what do I want with all these pins? And then I was like, Ooh, look at the detail on this one. This one's really cool. This one has this. And then I thought, maybe I could make something really cool like that. I'll just make one. I'll just make two. I'll just make three. I'll just make 925. (laughs) Did you make some Disney pins too, or was it just Harry Potter? Um, I have a couple of like, kind of like in the beginning, I made a couple of Disney things, but I do really feel like Disney is a hard, it's a hard place to get into. Yeah. Harry Potter's more fun anyways. It is. I agree. And I've got to say, Sina, you have far too many pins for me to try to be like, oh, well, this one's my favorite. This one, Because yeah, there's way too many to pick because there's so many cool ones, a lot of different varieties in terms of shape and color and all this. But the one you had with the glow-in-the-dark um, dark mark kind oh, of yeah. still with the castle, that might be one of the coolest in terms of color set pins I have ever seen. Thank um, you. It's got that green kind of like the little Toy Story aliens that I like. Uh, it, it's it's wonderful. All about that. Um, Okay. You never know what is going to, what people are going to like. So, you know, like when I made that one, I legitimately was like, eh, is this too green? I don't, I don't know if I like this. So I legitimately almost didn't even make it. Look, not that follows, not not that Instagram follows equal success and or fulfillment in life, but you've got damn near 27,000 followers. I think you're doing something right. Fallen. 27,000. Sure. <laughs> so, Danny, if we can, I want to transition into the world of pins now. Before we do so, I want to just give a fun little callback to the episode that we did with Amy and Iana. And if you're wondering why you haven't heard from them on this episode, their Harry Potter journeys, that's because you didn't listen to the episode we recorded with them and released a couple weeks ago. So, please go listen to that. Please go subscribe to all of Creating Magic and listen to episode one. Stina, I apologize for what I'm about to say. You have no contextual idea. This is not going to make sense to you. Just, it, I apologize. I found out the Japanese sex pillow episode. <laughs> it is 30 Rock, season four, episode nine. Oh, Ross and Greta. Oh, geez. Who researched it? So we should all go watch it later. I mean, look, I, I'm not telling you how to spend your evening. I'm just telling you uh. that when we talked about that and it was kind of sort of implied that I'm a Japanese body, sex body pillow person, which I am not, um, I you had to go own it. Him. Own it. Amy and Iana. See, not, what's funny but... is when I listened to the episode that we did with y'all the other month, 
my first thought was, okay, it's probably best if the two co-hosts aren't varying levels of intoxicated while recording. It's fine if the guests are. And I was like, okay, I'm a little too loose. So I thought, okay, I'm going to try to keep it more professional for this oh, episode. That's a lie. We're that, not professional. That. I mean, no, let me get, Amy's very professional in her profession, but <laughs> in our in our discussions of things, that's, that could go anywhere. There's actually no off topic, really, I don't think. Mm-mm. There's nothing that couldn't be discussed. Like, but we don't have to bring that here anyway. Like neurons and orgasms? Like sure. neuron orgasms. I forgot about those. Oh, <laughs> again. Did we talk about that? We did. Oh, yeah, oh, we did. Man. If your ears are peaked up by neuron orgasms, be sure <laughs> to listen to the episode we did with Amy and Yana. But let me say this um, to the two of y'all. So I, you know, I know I kind of gave y'all a decent run through of the types of topics I wanted to talk about tonight. Um, and given that you, Stina, the two of y'all and Stina are far more into this realm and more knowledgeable about it than dating I could ever be, um, I think we are more than happy to kind of just let y'all just talk about things. Maybe start with, I don't know, basic terminology. I have no idea where to even start. And okay. Danny and I can certainly come in with questions. I've been thinking a lot about the reasons why I'm into pins, because I think on hour five and a half of the live sale the other week, y'all asked me that. Um, <laughs> But yeah, I, I would love for this to be more of a conversation between the three of y'all that Danny and I try to accentuate wherever we can. Sure. Okay. You want to question to you, Stephen? Go ahead. When did you start collecting? <laughs> Yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> so I, my collecting, collecting outside of pins, I collect the Harry Potter books in different uh, languages uh, publishings, uh, cover art, et cetera, et cetera. I've done that for a while. That's kind of been my thing. Pins is very new. Um, as in a couple months ago at most. My yeah. thing. Yeah. So, so uh, Harry Potter has always been like my sole fantasy thing, if you will, not to conflate the word fantasy with fantasy, fantasy. is a whole different definition. Um, yeah, but I, I've always, like, I grew up on all of the Disney Renaissance movies. And so, like, Disney's always been a huge part of me, too, but not something that's, like, outwardly part of kind of me. But recently, I've gotten more into it. Like, for Harry Potter, I definitely will collect kind of whatever pins I think are just cool. Like, I don't, like, I know Amy and Ian, I know you do, too. And, well, Stina, I have to imagine you probably do as well. Um, have, like, all your themed boards and all these things, right? That's, I'm not there yet with Harry Potter. For me, it's, oh, I think that looks cool. I want it. Um, with Disney, I'm far more targeted because like there's a couple of franchises that I love a lot more than others. And I'm, there's like very specific kind of bits within there. Where I'm like, okay, that would be cool. That would be cool. That would be cool. But generally speaking, what I love about the online pin community, at least what I've seen is like, A, it's for people who have addictive personalities. And that is a thing about me. Facts. Um, and two, um, it's a community. Like, I love that. I love that it's not just a transactional thing. It's, you know, like an actual, there's a real, I forget who said it on the live sale the other week that y'all did, but it was like hour four and a half of seven. And someone <laughs> said, finally, the weak are leaving and the strong will be able to bid on the pins. <sighs> well, that's for the Harry Potter sales like are like that more so than the Disney that. bit. It was, yeah. it's, that's all to say it's very new to me. Um, so I am excited to be able to, just listen to y'all nerd about it for, for an hour here and write down as many notes as I can. 
the pink community wasn't like that before though i mean there was like Mm -mm. in-person events so i mean you got a little bit of that kind of community vibe but it's really been since Instagram started and live sales where there's just so much like community building and chatting and like i've never met the hundreds of people that watch our live sales but like i feel like i know them fairly well where i can even predict like things that they're gonna say and or buy buy or whatever <laughs> and like we can joke back and forth so it's pretty cool yeah but it's a different kind of community because like when we first started pin trading with the, the live things, like we also had a community. That's how we met uh, Julio and Diego is we would go uh, like, there's this one store in Hollywood, uh, Disney soda fountain uh, and they put out limited edition pins. And so some like when, when Amy and I first started collecting pins, like you could just walk in there and buy things that today might go for anywhere between like, four to seven hundred dollars but we could we were just walking in and buying them by the fistful and then trading them online since they were a limited edition 300s which you should probably go through the terms in a second but like so like it became this thing though all of a sudden where you had to go stand in line for these because they sold out overnight overnight, we camped out overnight in an alley off hollywood boulevard it smells like pee smells like pee because it is pea covered multiple times and so that's how we also made this community of people who were willing to do that to get something they wanted Um, i'm not gonna lie i prefer not having to do that although people still do but they don't stay overnight anyway but uh the community has shifted yes with the times of the internet yes for sure also i think you guys are pretty humble about it but your the live shows and the live shows that you guys have done and can can join that with having a Facebook group. Um, I really feel like that in itself has changed the face of you know Harry Potter Instagram pins like completely um, from pinstagrams where people used to just show pictures of their pins to live events shows um, community building and I think probably partially that's because of COVID, but I mean, it has become a serious social thing. And I really feel like that's because of the live show you guys do and the, the Facebook trading group. Um, I really feel like that's a huge thing. I'm sorry. There was a Facebook group. (laughs) (laughs) It's Amy's Facebook group, which she has other people that help her. But honestly, I think I agree with you, Sina, is that like Amy has really driven the Harry Potter pin community because we're still the only I think live group that does, that does, uh, um, adding, anyway. Uh, so Amy like started, we're the only ones that really still do the, like a Harry Potter pin live. Like a full, right? one. Like, like a, like a one. full one. Like, I don't, does anybody still, does anybody sell Harry Potter pins on their I think lives? we might like toss a couple rogue ones yeah. in there, but like, it's not like yeah. what, you know, the level of insanity that we, What's but that's because we all appreciate them so much. And oh, of course, yeah. like Stina's pins are a really big part of the so hot as now. well. Yeah, seriously. People so thirsty for the teacups and the beans. So thirsty. Like I couldn't even get a teacup the other day. Me neither. <laughs> Neither of us got the teacups. Like it's insane. Yeah. Um, crashing my site. And oh, yeah. Cells because the- I'm like, I think I have to get a new website. <laughs> The Harry Potter people crashed the Vera Bradley website the other day when they put out the their new line, which is yeah. great. <laughs> so this is a side comment. Um, I made a random purchase in the middle of my move and I wasn't paying attention to it, but you had partnered with the Jaime twins 
And I bought that pin set and I was looking through your Instagram and I realized that that was you. Yeah. <laughs> I bought them in a stressful moment. So I was like, oh, this is pretty. And I bought it through their site and I didn't realize the connection until I just looked at them. What pin, what pins are those, Danny? They are, it's a little three set. One says always. Um, oh, yeah. oh, okay. The don't let the muggles get you down. And I am. Oh, right. Those muggles always, always be getting you down. Always. So, and that was like the first time I set an alarm on a pin, really. Ah, Welcome (laughs) to the club. (laughs) That's the calendar is just literally full of like alarms I have to set. I I don't even have them all. Like, I don't know. Random background. Um, So I invest in things I know how to display. So I really struggle with buying things without a plan behind them. But the first time I went to Disney World as a child that knew, could comprehend it, was 2001, very close to when the pins started going in. Mom and I got into pin trading then, and I still have some of those. Oh, you so should show us what you have. I'll find you them. Might have, you might have some that are really good. You don't know, you know? I will, once they're unpacked, I will send you pictures. I know that they you are should. attached to my tartan from when I did Brigadoon. Okay. Those are a lot of That's a good place to put them. It was fabric that I had, and it made right. sense at the time. But when I unpack them, I'll send you pictures because okay. we got really into it when I was there. It's easy to do. So talk to me about the different, like, quote-unquote, like, types. I said that already twice today. Jesus. Talk yeah. to me about the different types of pins, no quote-unquote. Um, I know that there are fantasy pins. There, I don't know if they're all park pins or whatever. But talk to me about kind of the different categories. I mean, that's pretty go. much the two. Um, you either great. have things that are official, so they're officially licensed, uh, and that can be broken down into things that are sold. If we're specifically talking about Harry Potter pins, that can be broken down into Wizarding World of Harry Potter pins, which is a whole thing. Um, it can be broken down into like licensed pins from like when the movies release, like there's a lot of like promotional, I guess, pins you could say that came out in like Japan and like probably here as well. Um, so those are all licensed. They all have the Warner brothers, um, back stamp. It'll say like WB with like a year or whatever. And then there's fan made pins, which are called fantasy pins. So they're just anything that's not officially made by, a licensed entity, I guess. Uh, and in Harry Potter, I would say there's far more fantasy pins than there are authentic pins. If anyone wants to add to that. Well, and then at Disneyland or Disney pins, so you, so the park pins, we would generally, well, that's not always the case, but the ones you would just go and like buy anytime, we usually call those open edition or OE pins, right? So they're, there's just, they constantly restock them. Now, Going back to Danny, so she says she's got some pins from the early 2000s. Well, obviously, those those park pins, those open edition pins are no longer made. So there's a lot of open edition pins that can be actually really rare and cool to collect. Um, and a lot of times they'll have what's called a waffle back. So I know Steve was like, Steven was like, what's a waffle back? Right. So a lot of times like those older pins will have a waffle back to it. Um, and that's just how they used to make the pins. And then they just stopped kind of making them that way. Um, and then, of course, we've got our limited edition or LE pins, um, which, you know, for the most part, you can consider to be more valuable, of course, because there's less of them. But uh, there's all kinds of variation all across the board as far as value. And, of course, that's determined by the open market. 
right? So things that when Amy and I first started trading um, that were super insanely valuable, like for some reason today's pin traders, they're just like, eh, I don't want that. You know, it's just like really weird how things change over time. So it's like super for, trendy. It's super trendy. Like, so for example, like uh, Disney shopping, like, you know, which everybody can go to the DisneyStore.com, but originally Disney shopping had like a pin release. I think, was it monthly? No, it was every Sunday. Every Sunday they released like a LE 100, so limited edition 100 or 200 or 300 pin. And they were like these super nice like bit, like I probably have one. I'm sitting here. I could probably find you guys one to show. I mean, nobody can see it though because it's not, anyway, <laughs> it's not a live video, but. um, I can literally just pluck one off my wall right now. Yeah, so like they're really big and nice. And so when we first started pin trading, those were like the hot shit. Okay. And everybody needed to have those. And if you could get them um, and you had them to trade, like they're great. And they went for like hundreds and hundreds of dollars. I feel like right now, nobody necessarily cares about them that much. No, that's not so uh, it depends on what it is. But like, what were we talking about the other day? We were like, oh, people were really into this right now. If oh, it's in this. <laughs> oh yeah. People are really into fantasy pins, right? So fa people's fantasy pins go for crazy 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 amounts compared to things that you know used to go for crazy amounts and that's that's how that's how e economies work anyway but but for yeah. harry potter pins i think it's almost the opposite so everybody really wants those authentic park pins that they yeah you can't anymore. find anymore and they go for hundreds like 100 to like 600 dollars fairly easily on ebay um because they just don't make them anymore um and that's what everybody wants so one, one, and I don't need you to burn your sources here, um, if it is in fact a whole sourced thing. But you talk in the live sales a lot about pins that aren't on the retire list or but are going to. How do you like? Do they publish a list that's like, hey, we're no longer selling these? Do you just happen to have the hookup with employees? They right. publish a list, not for the public, but like, yeah, I have people I can ask, and they kind of look. They can show you a list that shows what's going to not be restocked anymore, which basically means it will be retired. Um, and you don't know how close it is to being retired because as soon as they burn through their current stock, then it's gone forever. So it could be like something that's around for a whole nother year until they burn the stock, or it could be something that's only around for a month. And those are the ones that we always miss because for some reason we make poor decisions when we're <laughs> pin buying and we're like, why didn't we buy 10 of those? Cause we're drunk. Um, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. And then like back in the day. Or? Just even now, like even like a year and a half ago with those. Yeah. Other yeah. Like why didn't we just buy all of them? Yeah. You should have just bought them all. And then, I mean, I wonder what the cast member thinks of the park. Like why does this bitch want like 75 cat plate pins? Don't, don't worry about it. Don't they ask. Don't care. <laughs> yeah. They, <laughs> they probably don't care. That's true. But so, then with fantasy pins, there's like, for example, between laser brain shop um, and my shop, we both have open edition pins that you just keep restocking as long as people buy them, right? Um, and then you have pins where you'll actually put a limited edition backstamp on the back of it, um, and you only make that many. And if you don't make that many, then that's kind of shady because you're saying it's a limited edition 50. So if you made like 100, obviously that's bad business. Um, so I think Stina's made some limited editions, right? I've only made a few. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, that's two different markets in the fantasy pin world, too. So, it's like there's just all these, like, subsets of pin collecting that are just, like, crazy. So, Stina, I'm curious. Um, I know you 
talked about earlier about how you're, you know, you're, you're never sure if people are going to like kind of what you're, what you're designing or not. And I kind of joke about it, but you know, genuinely, how do you come up with your designs? Is it something like you're reading through the books or you're watching the movies and like, Oh, that would be cool. Like, it, like how, how, how do you find your niche? Uh, I, I mean, Ugh. that's one of those things that I feel like all of us kind of have the same thing where we build off of, um, the collective hive of everyone's minds. Like people will post something and then we'll be like, Oh, this is a good idea. And then someone else will post something and you're like, this is, you know, this, this would be cool if we did it this way. Or, you know, like um, Amy and I have a collab coming up and when she told me her idea, I had to think about it for a week. And then I came up with something that I think will be funny, but um, I would have never come up with it if she hadn't given me her idea. So I feel like a lot of times it's really like community base of a lot of ideas coming and growing from each other. Um, but you don't really know what's going to be popular. Like, you know, I made the first two or three teacups I made and they literally sat in the store. Um, I think actually Amy bought a couple. <laughs> Thanks, Amy. <laughs> Probably bought more than a couple. Let's just <laughs> Um, but yeah, so, and I, they kind of sat in the store and I kept making them anyway, just because they're some of my favorites to make. Um, so really like you never know what's going to, and now those same pins, people are like knocking on my door, begging me to re- remake them. So you Thirsty. someone will shank somebody for one of her teacups. Yeah. There's, I mean, I'm afraid it's going to be me. <laughs> <laughs> no, they won't shank you. They like they you. you. They want you to make more teacups. They're going to shank whoever they find out ordered three. Jeez them. <laughs> Hides under desk. <laughs> so I'm curious, what is, because in my mind I just say it and it sounds so easy, but I, I know it can't be. What is the actual process of making a pin, right? Like I, I, Once you have your design, once you've sketched it out and like, this is what I want to take and, and start selling, like, how do you go from it's on a piece of paper or it's in your design online program or whatever to it being real? Um, yeah, I mean, it's up to you. Go for it. So I feel like each of us have a manufacturer that we work with and it really depends a lot on your manufacturer and different factories kind of have different processes, but you know, for me, my manufacturer um, contact is wonderful. And she really does a lot of the work for me. I'm kind of like a messy, chaotic artist who just draws pictures and then I save them as JPEGs and then I just send them to her. And she's like, why, why are you doing this to me? Why is there, <laughs> why is there so many layers? What's happening with this? Um, and then she tells me everything I'm doing is wrong and I just redraw it to her specifications. So, I mean, she wow. really, she actually helps me a lot. That's awesome. Um, yeah. And, but I do know that a lot of people also use vectors and they, they measure things and they say, I want this line to be exactly this many millimeters big. And I want this part to be. That's crazy. Yeah. There's some really, I don't even know what that means. Or I ain't got show. time for that. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, I just like draw a picture and I send it to them and they make it pretty. Mm-hmm. And then they yeah, send it different manufacturers. I mean, cause I think what people have to understand first is that 95% of the manufacturing happens overseas uh, and they don't necessarily speak the language. So there's a lot of communication with pictures and diagrams and arrows and some words 
And if you have to make edits, it can be really challenging depending on who your manufacturing rep is and like kind of what their grasp on, like how much common language I guess you share. Um, so like my people that I've worked at have never been as helpful as what it sounds like your person has been. That's amazing. I like literally have to give them specifications. Like I don't measure lines and vectors, but like, you know, a complete Pantone list of colors and like very specific size and highlighting things that are print and pin on pin and all of that. I definitely do that too. I do that part too, but yeah. I'm not having any vectors or anything. No, yeah. <laughs> no. That's, that's too professional. <laughs> well, and I'm just going to say, I find all of this so intimidating and I, Amy's like, just try it. And I'm like, I like my editing skills are like my Microsoft paint like style. And Amy's told me many times, like you can't make a pin on Microsoft paint. So I mean, I'm like, okay, try. I you could know? try, but I don't think anybody's going to want it. So, um, just you know, there's an artist I know that makes all, she used to make all her pins on Microsoft Paint. She oh made my like, God. Yeah. I just don't, I don't know. It just seems like an endeavor that is big. And the other people are so good at it. Like, do, do they need me to make pins? Probably not. Like, I can just help in other artists. ways. Tons of new artists now. Yeah. And I use that word sort of loosely because a lot of people are kind of trying to break into the market and, which is fine. Um, but then it looks like something that they doodled on a napkin and I'm like, mm, not sure. Yeah, there's some real wonky, there's some real wonky like faces with eyes looking not where they should and just things of that nature that appear. But the beauty of it is anybody can try it. So it's like, sure. you can try it and it sucks. Like you still like can feel accomplished, right? Cause you tried it and you made something. And so I should try it. I, I, I should micro Microsoft paint my ass off and just see what happens. <laughs> yeah. I, think, I think that it's like, uh. it's excellent for people to make, um, definitely like make your own pin, like go ahead. Like I have, my son has made a few different ones. Um, but you also have to be realistic and understand that if you are charging half price because you feel like your art isn't as good, or if you're, you know, underpricing if you're, if you're acting unprofessional, if you're not mailing things when you say you're mailing things, like it does hurt the entire community. So, I mean, I feel like everyone should be able to make something and try it out. Um, and if your art isn't as good as other people's, that's, that's okay. But you just have to have the same professionalism. Um, and you can't copy, copy other people's art. You can't, steal people's money and not give them pins you yeah. can't right you know you can't charge three dollars for a pin um just so that you undercut the people around you like you know as long as you're being professional i feel like everyone deserves a chance to like try it to try it yeah i feel like at this thing there's a lot saying. of people taking advantage as well yeah in all of the things that you just said so even right now yeah with especially okay. in the disney fantasy pin game there's a lot of I don't want to call them scammers because I don't think they necessarily go into it with the intention of being scammers. They just can't handle it once it's, it's a lot. It's a lot of work. It's a lot, it's a lot of management. It's a lot of money management. And then if you're not good at any of those things, then sometimes you just get yourself in trouble and you can't get yourself out. And then basically you become yeah. a scammer, even though you didn't intend to do that when you went into it. So, right. Yeah. I feel like that the Kickstarters kind of help off with that a little bit more. Not really, because if you no. still have problems with manufacturing, then you have to refund all those people. 
And, and then if, you, and if you spent the money, uh, well, yeah, yeah, that happens a lot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Steven, did you have a question? Well, I was just going to say what I'm hearing, Stina, is I could, so long as I'm professional and I charge a decent price and it's market value, I could sell a whole range of pins of various Harry Potter characters in khaki shorts. And even if they're stick figures and they're god-awful art. You could. Fair game. You could. And I would buy one. Yeah, I would. If you, there was a, a muggle and khakis pin, I would buy it. You should probably do it. <laughs> you squid in khakis? People What'd you say? <laughs> yeah. Squid and khakis? Squid and khakis. Oh, my God. The giant squid and khakis. Like, how many legs? How many like, legs? the khakis would have, like, eight legs. Oh, my yes, God. Yes. This okay. needs to happen. Stina, Steven. will you commission you? Yeah. <laughs> to make a giant squid in khakis? Because I think you might need to do it. Oh, oh my god. We always come up with all these things that Stephen has to do on these podcasts. The first one was cosplay as Ludo Bagman, and the second one is make this pin. Are you and writing this down, Amy? Because I'll forget. I got it right here. Look, okay. one like of how you- many pockets are we talking here? Like one for each leg? Or like... Just two on the most outer ones, I think. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Like cargo pocket. Just, you don't want to get crazy with the cargo. But it needs to have like a it needs to have like a ha- like a hammer loop to put the <laughs> hammer in. Because all cargo pants, all proper cargo pants have a hammer, a loop for a hammer. He's gonna get on a soapbox. Cargo pants and khakis are very different. Very different things. Oh, like oh khaki. Okay. Well, like flat front, pleated, uh-huh. like they don't have to be pleated necessarily. Pleated. They probably they should be. Only, eight pleat, only eight pockets. The only pockets they should have are two in the front and one or two, depending on if they're golf shorts or not, in the back. Steen, are you writing this down? Yeah. <laughs> you should have a bonus a bonus pocket on the back of the pin. It's just an outline of a pocket <laughs> on the back. And that's where you can put like whatever, whatever you write on the back. This is happening. I have no way to make any of this happen, but it should definitely be happening. I agree. So, you know what? I will make this pin for you. This will be my first pin I create on Microsoft Paint <laughs> just for you, Steven. Let's just see what it looks like. Do it. We'll chat. We'll chat. I'm going to make it just to like, should I work on it simultaneously right now? We'll just see yeah. if it, it happens. <laughs> oh my God. I'm making this shit. It's happening. We'll talk. So, no, I don't need you. I'm going to make it for my own brain. Well, okay. <laughs> you can approve it. You can approve it. There's enough reference pictures of khakis. Yeah, I think I can get it. I, can, I, won't, put a, I won't put a hammer loop. I won't put a hammer you, loop. You have to get the right inseam on the khaki shorts. They can't be like baggy dickies. Like, no, it's, it, it's a whole a thing. You want like a nice tailored like yeah. khaki. Look, uh, I am trying my hardest in life. If I get nothing else off the Harry Potter Instagram, I want a Harry Potter wife and I want a sponsorship from Brooks Brothers. From That's Brooks it. Brothers? That's it. <laughs> oh my God. Maybe Brooks Brothers needs to make a Harry Potter line. Well, look, they just, they just filed for bankruptcy the other week. So, oh, they really so they're not making cool ideas. So they're, they're in the product development mode now because they need some help. Yeah, I don't think that sponsorship is going to really pan out for you. Yeah, it it is what it is. Anywho, Stina, hello. The other thing I am very (laughs) curious about, um, because I saw, I I don't know much about it, um, is you have a subscription uh, option. I'm curious if you could just tell us more about that. Oh, okay. Um, So when I very first started, I 
looked over Kickstarter and it seemed like a very dangerous way to turn into a scammer on accident. Um, <laughs> so I didn't, so I didn't want to, uh, get into Kickstarter. It just, I just don't really love, um, how they set it up. And I don't love the idea of just taking pre-orders, but making pins can be really expensive. So when I very first started, um, I decided to, um, put a little bit of money in to myself to get the first like month started. And by a little bit, I mean like, you know, like a thousand dollars, like, you know, to get all my stuff started for the first month. And then, um, I started a subscription club and then that would pay for each months of new pins so that it would keep rolling through. So I have, um, three subscription clubs right now, and one is a different, um, theme every month and it is a patch, a pin and a sticker. And then I have a, um, witchcraft and I don't mean Harry Potter witchcraft. I mean like legitimately witchcraft themed pin, um, subscription. So it's just one single pin. And then I also have a star Wars themed subscription club. So I go through those each month. That's a lot for per month. It is a lot. Yeah. And now your beans. Oh, those beans. beans. We need to talk about these beans because they're oh, taking gosh. off. Wait, who did the beans first? He did. Okay. Yeah. Smart. Um, <laughs> yeah, the beans are, they're really, they're almost overwhelming. I made, I think between myself and I have a bunch of collabs, um, that I have other artists designing things so that we're all going to kind of release a bunch of stuff together, um, including Amy. Um, yeah. yeah. Hopefully so, I can get one. Nope. None nope. For <laughs> no, none for me. Yeah. But, um, so we, so I made the beans because my plan was to actually, um, have something that could be traded that isn't super expensive because, everyone wanted to get into trading, but it's really scary when you have a $25 pin and you want to mail it to a stranger that you don't know. Um, so I thought maybe I could make a couple of beans and, um, you know, people could trade them and try to collect a whole set. It could be a blind bag. And then, um, I just kept, I started like dreaming of the beans. All the beans. And, like, you know, and I, I'm talking about birdie bots, every flavor beans. Yeah. Jelly beans. I'm sorry. <laughs> Uh, pins, pins of the beans, right? Pins Which you can see if you go to her Instagram. Yeah, yeah. But um, um, yeah, so they, so they, so they did take off, and um, everyone just kind of went crazy about jelly bean pins, mm -hmm. and I ended up, ac I'd say, accidentally ordering, um, oh, like you know, sixty or seventy different pins. Yes, in the period. No, of that's great three weeks, two weeks. So I ordered probably um, almost 20,000 pins. That's awesome. Those are probably pretty quick for your manufacturer to turn out. Well, the um, part is that if it's the same mold, it's a single yeah. mold, and they just do a different print. Right. Yeah. And that's brilliant. Yeah. And it brilliant. also, so that, I mean, they're not super, they're not crazy cheap to make because when you have screen printing, yeah. um, and of course, like, I, again, I keep saying I'm like a pain in my manufacturer's ass because I'll be like, what about if it's three layers? And they're like, really? This is pin on pin bean. Yeah. They're like, this is a half an inch pin. Like, stop. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. I just had a crazy idea that we should make a, a, a khakis pin. A khakis bean. A khakis bean. It's literally just, just saying, khaki. 
It's just khaki colored and it has, it has two pocket. pockets, two pockets, pocket. two pockets. That's it. You guys can discuss later. Yeah. I'm just saying. But I posted this on my Facebook page earlier on the Accio Potter Pins Facebook page, which is the Facebook page that we were discussing earlier that I started. And I thought it was so funny because someone was like, in search of, and this is what they're in search of post sad. It said, in search of one sausage, four vomit, and four booger. And I was like, what is happening with the pin community right now? <laughs> There's a, what's this years? sex bean? Uh, yeah, what is a sex bean? Yeah, what's those the story behind that? Those, so the color of the, I have a um, fundraiser, a fundraiser set that are coming out that's going to be the colors of the rainbow, which will oh, be okay. um, pride, pride. So there'll be pride. And the actual colors of the pride rainbow, each one actually has a word that's associated with the color. Oh, I didn't and, know this. And one is actually called, it's sex. Oh. oh so that, that is the color. That it, that's just what it's called. So, yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's great. It's I think it's actually just genius. Yeah. Thanks. People are really into trading, and I think it does help with trading. You're right, mm-hmm. um, because they are like things that are small and they're blind, so people are going to get doubles of things that they don't need to keep. And they can so, trade it. Yeah. Just but sign. Go, go, oh, ahead. go ahead. <laughs> to go over the whole thing about shipping somebody a twenty five dollar pin, which is scary. I just shipped out an $800 pin to somebody Terrifying. in Europe. <laughs> right. It's like, all right, sent you off. I know you just like literally grab the rosary and you're like, Jesus, take the wheel. I hope this gets there. Um, Europe's been yeah. bad, but I do that all the time. Like I do yeah, that. She really does. Weekly. So it's yeah. like, it gets less scary because like sometimes pretty reliable. That's pretty reliable. Sometimes like when I ship my stuff for big fat lives, I'll just like, put on like a like a signature confirmation or something and amy's like nah i don't do that shit like it's just like yeah she doesn't have time for that but like i was gonna say just in general because when we first started pin trading everything was in the mail and so there was there's a website called pin picks do you know about this steven oh my god go to it right now p-i-n if it's up p-i-n-p-i-c-s.com every disney pin ever is on there is on there oh, right so so not i don't know if they still if the trade if the trade game is still as hot as it was when we started you would it, have an account so you would have an account and you would take your whole your whole uh, whatever your collection was and you'd catalog it and then you'd catalog it as like keepers traders and then like you could look up somebody else's traders and be like i want that here's my traders and like i would we would ship out weekly just like tons of pins to people like, okay, I'm going to trade you this for this and this everywhere. for this everywhere for, for China, years, Japan, for years and years and years. It. And like, I would say I, I probably have sent like thousands of envelopes and thousands. I've maybe had five out of a thousand that didn't make it there or something yeah. fishy happens mm-hmm. or somebody didn't send me a pin in, in return. Yeah. So it's, um, it's, it's, people are pretty good. And now, Stephen, we've lost him for the rest of the show. Yeah, once you get on there, it's a rabbit yeah. hole because you could type in "little green men" and you'll see every little green every little green man pen ever made, ever made by Disney. The problem is compounded for me because I'm living with my parents during quarantine, and I, I don't have an apartment anymore. I got rid of rent. I my only you have a lot of money. My only monthly expenses now are car insurance and uh, a couple of Harry Potter subscription boxes. That's oh amazing. my god, <laughs> that is. Amazing. Well, now's a good time for you to kick off your collection because yes, yeah. people be trying to sell a lot of stuff right well, now. Too, yes so. and no. The, the only reason my collection, uh, 
all of my Harry Potter stuff is with me because I wasn't going to put that in the storage pod where like, my furniture and clothes are because I'm messing with that. I drove it across the country with me, but it's all in boxes. So like I have all my stuff, but it's all boxed away. So like that that's like kind of like Danny says, she only buys things she can visualize kind of in display. I mean, I'm not like that because I'm not nearly as meticulously organized as Danny is, but I don't want to buy something only for it just to go sit in a box. No, for sure. But you're not going to be there forever. Right. And this is, I'm just, is a great time to get pins maybe cheaper than normal. Some, some ways and some, some pins. Also, all of my pins are mostly in a box because I want to have, like, when I display a board, like, I don't want to keep messing with it forever. So I'll, like, fill a box before I, I know you do, but I, like, want to fill that box first. My God, I'm obsessed with making pin boards. It's, like, unhealthy how obsessed I am with it. And not shocking. No, it's so, like, cathartic to, like, arrange and rearrange and make things, like, look cool and theme them. And You should come do this one section for me. Okay, I will. I'm looking at it. I'm yeah, I've got to start one. It's so fun. This wall, very blank. Pretty oh, nice. Wall. Right behind. Perfect. Yeah, oh, yeah, I love that paint color. Wall. Look how blank my walls are. Oh, my God. But that blue paint, paint color you picked, Danny, was really nice. I love it. The That's wall good. behind like me it. is going to be a Harry Potter gallery wall. Ooh. So that I was bought- the inspiration for my pin board, is I wanted it to look like the mismatched frames of the Harry Potter portraits at Hogwarts. So just like a crazy mishmash, like everything's a different size. Like nothing is like, I love that. I purchased some cork. Um, they're for under hot plates, the round circles that trivets or whatever. And I'm going to use them to display pins on this wall. Do it. There you go. I did a whole tutorial on how to make pin boards out of frames, which sounds like it wouldn't be that hard, but it's actually a little bit trickier than you think. But we pretty much perfected it at this point, and I've been trying to post it on Instagram TV forever, and it just won't let me upload the video. Why? Because so, of the music? No, it just keeps saying, like, I don't have enough Wi-Fi or a strong enough signal. What? Oh, is it, like, a long video or something? Yeah, it's an hour, but still. Uh, maybe you can edit it into, like, three shorter videos or something. Either way, if not, I'm going to put it on YouTube and post a link because... Yeah, I'm going to need you to post that. Very- the world needs to know. Once you've made a couple, like you, it's you can do it. You can pump them out. And there's some really bad tutorials out there too that tell you how to do it really terrible. So I mean, you really should post those. <laughs> you know, anything Amy produces is going to be awesome, right? Now these are these are quality. Like I have had no issues with them, and they're thick, and they don't bend the posts, and pins don't fall out, and they look good, and yeah, so. Yeah, I had one of those stick-on ones on my wall above my tattoo station, and then, like, one fell off the wall and just landed on my head mid-tattoo. Oh, no. (laughs) And then you're like, jerk the needle and... No, no, it's fine. I'm like, I have great reflexes. (laughs) I got punched in the face. (laughs) Where, Stina, where do you live? Because Amy and I have some Harry Potter tattoos on the agenda. Yeah. I live... Uh, yeah, I live in Maine, but, you know but I actually do the um, Literary Inc. Harry Potter Tattoo Convention. Have you guys heard of that? Mm-hmm. Wait, is this the is thing that, that was in Tennessee? It's, yeah, it's in Chattanooga, which sounds like a really weird place for it to be. But um, it's in a place that it's like Chattanooga is, um, it has a ton of convention centers and business centers, but it's not actually like a really busy city. So it's kind of like, um, it's pretty cheap. 
So it's really cheap. And just like everyone that is there is just awesome. So it's super I fun. feel like my would want, well, my first Harry Potter tattoo that I want would be very quick, which I probably could do there. But I feel like the other one would take probably like multiple visits. She's getting the full Ron Buckbeak <laughs> on her chest. And I'm yeah, not kidding. Just like Buckbeak right here. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If I was a dude, I'd probably do it. <laughs> it, would probably, look- it probably doesn't work out with the boobs. Well, you could do it lower. You could do it like... <laughs> I'm seeing a lot of cool like, like chest tattoos, right? Where there's some sort of like a diamond-ish kind of figure or some sort of art here of them with like extensions that way. So, so like wings under the boobs? Yeah. <laughs> oh, like his, oh, that's kind of a good idea. Like that. It's oh, forward-facing. Forward-facing. Wingspan. Yeah. Look, yeah. kind of cool. Y'all are missing out. <laughs> that wouldn't that's hurt at all. Right now. <laughs> yeah. Um, but um, I just have been telling Amy forever, and she's finally kind of decided, like, I want us to get some Harry Potter tattoos that actually are, like, kind of not identical, but, like, connected in some way. I've right. got... I've got five Harry Potter tattoos, and I've been trying to push Danny for a long ass while now to get her. Get one with you. And we were so damn close at the uncelebration. Yeah, I remember you guys talking her. about going to get tattoos. Everybody always tries to get tattoos at uncelebration, but it never happens. It never happens. But Danny, you tell me. Tell me if I'm wrong. I thought you were like a good five minutes of conversation away from getting one when we were there in January. Honestly. Oh, don't, don't. No, I probably would have done it when I was in Arizona. Damn it. Oh. Sure. Well, here's, well, here, deal. Done to, to, to the three of y'all on the left side of my screen. When I move to Connecticut, whenever this pandemic decides to finally fucking end, Connecticut is like a good weekend trip drive away from New Hampshire. You guys can come. Three hours. Yeah, but Amy and I are in California. Yeah, it's only like an eight-hour flight. So, well, well, well it's fine. look. <laughs> you up from the airport, you're good. Yeah. Well, we're like 45 minutes from Boston. Like, well, I've always wanted to go to Salem. Yeah, we're like 30 yeah. minutes from Salem. I live in a town that's like almost the same as Salem. It's like... yeah. I mean, honestly, when COVID's over, I will travel anywhere at any so point look, time. You guys so. fly to Boston. Danny, Amy, Anna, you, the three of you on the left, you fly to Boston Logan. I'll drive up from Hartford. I'll pick you up. I'll have M&M's and Gatorade and other sugary good oh, things. Gatorade? waiting for you. Um, there's something missing from that equation that would really Downey get Cider. you there. Downey Cider. Do you even know us? I mean, you need some kind of booze Logan. there. I don't drink Down Gatorade. Cider. Logan? I'm not the tattoo artist here. All I know is you're t- you're supposed to have less alcohol than more in your system when you get tattoos. Fair, fair. <laughs> oh, you're not supposed to be drunk? And you need things like candy because you need to get your blood sugar up so you don't pass out because of... Look, I, look oh, okay. all I'm saying is I will be prepared with all of the materials and accessories and we will go straight from Boston Logan up to Portsmouth, New Hampshire and God damn it. Well, you can you can just uh, fly us all out with your baller money too, okay? Steve? No, I'm not the one who sells six hundred dollar <laughs> pins in hour six alive sales. Look, all right, I'm not the one flush with galleons here. Well, I have some I nice know, flight I don't know how cancellation f- credit I can use. Oh, there you go. I don't know how flush I am right now, except for my face, as we talked about earlier. But uh, <laughs> so many. But, yeah, no, I have like a couple of different tattoos. I definitely want to get not all Harry Potter, but. Um, at some point I just need to do it. Yeah. I've got what do you have, Steven? 
I mean, I know so nobody I, can I, see it, so describe it well. Well, yeah. So, so I'm building a half sleeve on my on my forearm of all my favorite cities in the in the world as I travel to them. Ooh. Um, so I've got hard to see now. I got London, uh, Manchester, England, and then Phoenix. In Phoenix. 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 Those three um, are not usually in a sentence together, but yes. Then, <laughs> then my first one I got was All Is Well with the Bookstars. Then I got on a random hungover Sunday morning in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. I got nine and three quarters because me and my friends all wanted to get tattoos and it was Sunday morning. And what else do you do? Um, and so, yeah, I'm going to continue building out the half sleeve on the bottom, but then I I'm just going to love get, that idea. Yeah. Get random can, shit up And here. he didn't say, but it's all based on the Marauders map. So yeah. like the names are the names of the cities and then he's got footprints. Yeah. That's yeah, a great all, idea. I like that. It's all but maybe over. not Phoenix. No, I loved Phoenix. I lived there for a year and a half. Um, it was a really, like, like it's, you know, people wouldn't say Manchester, England is like one of the wonders of the world, but it means a lot to me. I mean, London would be on my sleeve. I lo- I'm obsessed with London. I would move there in a second, but they don't want me, so it's fine. You come here and you can get Woodland Hills. Woodland Hills and Culver City. Tattoos Culver City is real hard. fun. I think my next non-Marauders map tattoo is going to be the chapter art from um, the Time Turner in Prisoner of Azkaban. I really love that. I love that version of the Time Turner, um, at least for a tattoo, better than I like kind of the the actual product, like the, the merch. Right, that you can buy. right. Because um, it actually looks like an hourglass. Like, I, I like that, so. Dina, cool. do you have any actual Harry Potter tattoos? Yeah, yep. <laughs> Let me see what you got, Are what you got. Are where you can show us? Um, I mean... Depends on, I mean, I don't know how stretchy I am, but I have like a big, let's see. Well, kind of. Oh, Oh, you got the, oh, that's your pin. That's like your pin. Um, a little bit, but it's like a bit, yeah. Now, you you can do that yourself or does someone else? Oh, no. But you do the art yourself or you have somebody else? No. No, that was, that's kind of like, that's kind of. You don't do that. You don't do that. (laughs) Well, I don't know if Amy wants to share the tattoo idea, but we did discuss drunk in the pool recently that I need to get right above my butt crack. Um, I open up the clothes. Oh, that's a good, that's a good quote. <laughs> oh God. Perfect. Yeah. Are you going to get that in comic sans? Comic sans. Yes. <laughs> comic sans. I open up the clothes right above my butt crack. Oh man. But yeah. So right, maybe so that'll me, be the me, first one. I don't know. I we'll see. for it. All right, let She's me, said let she'd me, pay for it. <laughs> so the last couple pin-centric questions I have, um, and then, Danny, we can do some fun creator shout-outs and all the like. Um, first question for each of y'all would be, what are some of your favorite pins that you own, have sold, collected? What are some of your favorite pins? And you can interpret that however you choose to interpret it. Um, and then the second question would be, um, what are you looking forward to in the pin world for the rest of 2020? Hmm. Hmm. Well, I'll, they probably have more. Th- okay. I, so I've got a couple of favorite pins and I'm, I can say Amy's probably helped me out a little bit, but this is one of my favorite and I posted it on my Instagram the other day, but as you guys know, we're science teachers. And so like, this is back 
in when we first started trading and this is a limited edition uh 750 but it wasn't around very much and i was like oh my god i'll never get that and of course like then that's when amy finds it and gives it to me for like my birthday or something but it's like the the bunsen and beaker like giant muppets like i posted it on my instagram like i like that pin a lot and then just like anything cats um i'm a pretty big fan of um and then i can't say my harry potter collection is as extensive as others but um, I don't know. I don't really have like a, a theming to like how I collect because I'm looking at my pins right here. Like what I collect with Harry Potter because I just have like such an assortment. But like I know that I'm kind of drawn to like Umbridge pins for some reason, but like also I hate her. So I don't really know <laughs> why that is. And then of course, like Amy got me this other really hard pin. It's an old park pin with like Crookshanks like chasing uh, scabbers and scabbers moves. Um, and it's a really hard pin, and I love that I've never that pin. seen that pin for sale other than the mm. one that I got and the one that I got for you. I don't, yeah, I don't even know how you found that. Ever. Did you get it on eBay? I don't even remember. She just, like, thought about it real hard, and it just, like, appeared in her mailbox, probably. Yep. Yeah. Anyway, that's me. Steve uh, Amy. I mean, if anyone follows my Instagram, you'll know I have like three bajillion pins so it's a little difficult to say what my favorites are but if not if not a favorite specific how about some of your favorite i don't know if you call them themes or collections or yeah, yeah. uh i'll do harry potter since this is creating magic podcast you can do disney too you can do I disney, too. disney pins too but like disney magic yeah that's true Look, we, we accept any and all people who subscribe to this podcast. I don't care if you like Harry Potter, you like Disney, or you just like the sound of money. What if I just really like SpongeBob? Get out. Hey. Get out. You want it, Mr. Krabs? Subscribe. My favorite pin collection is my Simpsons. No, I'm just kidding. No, oh my God. Can you imagine? <laughs> I would quit life. I really enjoy my Transformers pin collection. Uh, <laughs> no, I think my favorite pin collection of Harry Potter, because I have themed collections, so like all the boards have a different theme. I really like my um, limited edition uh, retired Wizarding World of Harry Potter pins because they're authentic and they're very difficult to find. And by I mean very difficult, I mean very difficult because I like the hunt. Part of pin collecting's fun for me is the hunt. I don't want to just be able just to like go buy everything because that's not fun. Um, and I've been hunting these down for years and years. So I would say that's probably my number one. My number two would be probably my uh, Fantasy Yensid collection, which is a crossover between Harry Potter and Disney, which is like the perfect crossover. And then third would probably be, uh, yeah, those Umbridge pins. I freaking love the Umbridge pins. And exactly, like, I don't know why, because she's a horrible fictional character. You're going to uh, say a different word. I know what word you're going to say. Yeah, but, like, honestly, her pins are so, like... They're like, pink and they're cats. They're pink and they're cats and they're bows and they're, I just love all of, the, like, the lore that goes along with that. And then for Disney, I'm really into Pixar pins. So I have, like, a absolute huge collection of Pixar, Toy Story, Ratatouille, um, all that good stuff. So, yeah, it's really hard to narrow down when you... Plus or minus, like, 500 other collections. Yeah, it's really hard to narrow <laughs> down when you are completely um, obsessed and can't stop, won't stop. But, yeah, those <laughs> would probably be my favorites. Yeah. Um, 
So I probably have, I don't know, my favorite collections are, I like, I have like a dark arts Harry Potter collection, which has a lot of, of course, umbrage and, you know, creepy imagery. Um, I do love that, even though I actually really hate all of the Death Eaters and I hate the whole idea of them, but I just really, I feel like art just only gives bad guys cool art a lot of the times. Like, good guys get stuck with, like, an ugly burgundy sweater. Yeah. You know? (laughs) It's true, though. Like, the Death Eater masks are, like... So beautiful. Pretty artistically beautiful. beautiful. Yeah. So, um, so I have, like, some of those. Those are my favorite. I collect, um, I collect a lot of Star Wars pins, a lot of, um, Leia pins, and I actually have, it's a very small collection so far, but I'm hoping more people make, uh, more um, shirtless Kylo Ren. Oh boy! Pins. <laughs> you thinking about Raylo because Raylo is like the trend. Kind of weird. Right now. No, it's the trending pin right now. Like, yeah, but the, like Raylo as a thing is weird. Yeah, but I'm just like saying like Kylo and Ray pins are absolutely off the charts. So I f- feel like this is a whole podcast on its own. Um, but I guess for me, Star Wars is. Like, if I decide I don't want them to have a thing, I can just say they don't have a thing. I don't care. If I want them to have a thing, I can say they have a thing. Like, you know, it's a story. So I just feel like it's really easy for me to just decide what I like and, and go for it. So, um, Spoiler alert, I haven't seen it. Yeah. You still haven't seen that movie? Girl, it's on Disney+. Plus. I can see the Raylo pins and I can guess what occurs. Yeah. Well, actually, probably yeah, not. Know, you yeah. need to watch it. Okay, you need to I'll watch it. it. It's not what you think. It's not. I finally, I finally watched Star Wars the other week. Hey, we talked all of them. High five. And and we have a whole. No, here's the great. We can teaser. do another. I'm a big Star Wars fan, like huge Here Star Wars fan. The best fucking teaser I've ever given for this podcast, Danny. We have an entire episode locked and loaded and ready to drop featuring my reactions to Star Wars, guest oh. starring Katie Ayani, the Harry Potter fan, and her partner, Russell Holly, who's also a huge Star Wars nerd. So Is Katie a big Star Wars nerd? Katie's not. Well, I think she is, but she didn't really talk much on the pod. Russell dominated the oh, conversation. It's, it's for right. Okay. Um, so, yeah, that's coming. Okay. I'm proud of that. I feel like Stina and I should have been invited, too, but it's fine. Hey, <laughs> Nina, are you going to make a Raylo design? I already have a Raylo pin. Ooh. It, are, it sold out, though. It's gone. Oh. <laughs> it's dead. Oh. You should make I some more. It sells out. Uh, I need Dio in my life. If, oh, I love Dio. I have a Dio pin. Um, my, my friend Utini Bikini, she made, a, she made a couple of Dio pins. So He's right here. Some cute ones. Here's but yeah, Dio. so. Oh, spins. Oh, that's the little the little robot thing. Yeah, and a socially course, awkward robot. I mean, I've got a lot of good Star Wars pins. Yeah, so that's like I have a lot of Star Wars pins too. Um, like this one, it's like a I diorama. Have one the child. Ooh, that's, awesome. pin. that's it. I'm one the child. I know. See, like my life dream is to kind of get Amy into Star Wars, and she's fighting it real hard. But look how cute he is. I know he is really cute. But, but there's so much other good stuff with Star Wars. No, Steven really has to watch The Mandalorian, Mandalorian next. 
You oh, watch it's so watch. good. You're going to love it. It's so good. I have to watch Clone Wars, The Mandalorian. I already saw the Rogue Mandalorian's One in the cool. theaters back in the 2015 or whatever, but I got to watch that one and the, the Han Solo, and Solo movie. Rogue One was really good, too, even if it's just a standalone mm-hmm. movie. Rogue, One's Rogue like, One like, was good. Yeah. Yeah. So. I approve. So how about this? Here's the deal. Once I watch Rogue One again um, and the Han Solo one and either the Mandalorian or Clone Wars. I vote Mandalorian. Mandalorian. Whatever. Yeah, because Clone Wars is all cartoon. And we'll do a Star Wars chat about that. That'd be great. Cool. I love Star Wars. Me too. Yeah. Oh, see, Amy, you've got, what, like a couple months to get on this bandwagon. It's okay. You can have somebody on that's more knowledgeable. I have a Ray cosplay. Hey. Ooh. I know. I've never done a cosplay for Star Wars. Yeah, I did. Because I always want to do something really, like, hard and stupid to do. Like, I'm like, if I'm going to do it, I have to be R2-D2. Okay, well, how the fuck am I going to be (laughs) R2-D2? Like, I've talked to Amy about this before. I'm like, okay, I'm going to get a trash can. And, like, okay. Like, I always make the weirdest, most awkward costume cosplay to wear. Facts. It is facts. Anyway. I was Team Sleepio for um in Disney for Halloween Ooh. one year. Which Ooh. seemed like a great idea, except for that it was an entire skin tight spandex gold suit. Oh. Not and me. I like painted it to like look like C three and you're like, This is gonna be so cute and it's really thin, so it's not gonna be that hot. And then immediately it was like a hundred degrees. And I was just slipping around on the inside like a slipping. Ooh, like like <laughs> freaking uh the episode with uh um ross's pants pleather pants you guys watch that friends was a, that was a transition that was, yeah, was, <laughs> well, I was like well that's <laughs> no nobody friend can we just say how awesome it is that you can wear a skin tight gold yeah i cannot wear that like i would die i wear a tutu to cover cover any oh steven steven wears them all the time so he knows i could wear it nothing is stopping me from wearing it other than just like societal disapproval (laughs) we should just have a society where people can wear a skin tight bodysuit any fucking time they want i mean you can i mean you can and nobody really cares it's only you that cares like i would care but i'm sure people looking at me wouldn't care no, a lot of little girls actually told me that they love my they were all dressed like because you know everyone's dresses their kid like a princess yeah Ten thousand elsas oh ten thousand do you have a picture of this somewhere um it's probably on my facebook somewhere but yeah like ten thousand elsas and like so many little girls came up and they were like i didn't know i could be a robot like oh yeah yeah so that's awesome here's my one here's my one good elsa story that's a tie-in but not really a tie-in and then we can end with some creator shout outs I love Adina Menzel. Love her, love her, love her, love her. So I went to an Adina Menzel concert back in 2014 or 15 in Virginia when I was living in DC. And it's great. She has her whole catalog. She does so many, such great music. Everything from obviously Frozen to If Then to Rent to Wicked. She does some covers, so on and so forth. And she was singing uh, Take Me or Leave Me. And she came out into the crowd because she was getting other people to sing it with her. Um... And all these little girls kept wanting to sing with her. And they were all in their little Elsa costumes. And so she goes, who wants to sing Take Me Leave Me? And all these, like, seven-year-olds, me, 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 me. And so she would pick one or whatever. And then she's like, oh, wait a minute. You just want to sing Frozen, right? She goes, yeah. And she's like, you have no idea what Rent's about, right? And she's like, like, well, look, it's about these two lesbians. And she starts telling the whole, oh, maybe I shouldn't be saying this in front of children. 
so anywho, that was great. I swooned hard that night. Um, so yeah. She's great. Yeah. She's a great singer. Oh, she is phenomenal. Crush. Oh yeah. If anyone wants to make an Adina Menzel pin, I will. You should. I will fund that. In khakis. Except for if she's wearing khakis. I'm not into scammers. We ain't scammers here. No scammers. But look, if you're a scammer and you're interested in a good Harry Potter themed podcast, feel free to subscribe. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, Danny, why don't we flip things on on their head this week. So, Stina, one of the things we do on the pod every episode is we end with creator shout outs, which is just our way of giving some love to whether it's other people who are making cool art, they have cool photos, someone on the, someone on Instagram who's doing something cool that you appreciate for whatever reason. Um, so Danny, do you want to start with this week's creator shout out? Way to just like throw me under the bus there. Well, usually we end with you. And so I figure, hey, let's just reverse the formula, see what happens. Yeah, because that gives me time to search because I wasn't prepared. (laughs) Now I'm giving everyone else time to think through their options. I mean, I've got one, but... Go go ahead. Uh, So I don't know. I don't want to steal Amy's, but I feel like she might say the same thing. So this week, somebody released a set of Harry Potter pins that were from the 90s. And it, it's all like they did Buckbeak as like a um, My Little Pony, and Fluffy is like a pound puppy, and or like a pound puppy was a beanie baby. Oh, he's a beanie baby. Sorry, yes. but a pound puppy would have worked too. And the Crookshank is a Tamagotchi, um, and it's from uh, Oh My Goodness Pins. Yeah, I don't know if they're sold out. I mean, by the time this podcast goes, I mean we don't know, but they were like took my like like mind back in time. So and, cool. uh, they were super cool. And so, um, oh my goodness, pins, that was good. And such a cool, like, just kind of creative spin on, like, right. you, like Harry Potter. Like, yeah, there's a lot of obscure things you can do, but people tend to go for, like, those common denominators, like things that have Hogwarts in them or things that have Hollows or Hedwig. And these were just, like, completely, like, flipped upside Something down. Something you've never seen. Never ever. It was no, so cool. and like also nostalgic, right? Because yeah, we all we, grew up with that. St- although I was a little old for Tamagotchis, but yeah, the other stuff I definitely had. I had all the My Little Ponies. I had the castle. I brushed their hair. Oh yeah, My Little Ponies were the gem. I put little shoes on their feet, and that was just last week. <laughs> that was this morning. <laughs> that was this morning. I brushed their hair out. So, who's next? I'm going next. I have to go next because I know, I just know, because this always happens, either Danny's picked the same damn person I have or Amy's going to list like 14 different pin people, one of whom is going to be mine. Probably. I'll go last. So I am happily shouting out somebody uh, of whom I, of who, of whom, I don't know, I became aware of during, again, this famed seven-hour Harry Potter pin live sale the other week, um, which is Hear Me Out. Um, so tons of really cool pins and far more, far too many for me to be like, Hey, this one, this one, this one. But my favorite thing that I see going on here are the, the book series enamel ones with kind of like, they almost look 3d. I don't know. It's hard to tell. Like it looks like there's some raised elements going on there. Pin on pin. It's called pin on pin. Pin on pin. It's a pin riveted on top of another pin. So it gives double layer. Or if you're Gary's glorious garbage, raised works. He calls it raised. Yeah, it was her funny husband. that he even said also raised, though. Yeah, it's a guy thing. Anyway. Okay. Well, regardless of what we're calling it, um, 
I was only able to purchase the book four one because that's the only one that was available when I finally became aware of this account. Um, but all of the pins here are super lovely and incredible. And I'm loving just the, the colors and I kind of like that the book ones are all these like basically like little vignettes that are thematically appropriate for the book. So uh, here or not hear me out. Hear me out. There we go. Probably is how we're pronouncing that. I think it's here. I think it's here. I think it's oh. here. Meow. Okay. I thought it was a Hermione pun. Um, but okay. Either way. I don't <laughs> not your name. I love your pins. So thank you for being you. <laughs> um, I'll go, I guess. So I'll toss up my friend, um, Gabby, who goes by Stabby Gabby. Um, and she's only made a couple of pins. That's a one hell of a name. And she's another tattoo artist, but she, she mostly just posts her tattoos on her page. But, um, if you go into her like shop, she always has a lot of stuff and she makes some of the coolest art of like Harry Potter art. And, um, we've done a couple of conventions together and she like decorates her booth, like full, like just, she's like one of those people that just goes like, like just turns the volume to 11, you know? Love um, it. And she just makes such awesome stuff. She's actually, she made that pin board. Um, she made a <clears throat> Birdie Bots bean pin board. That was really awesome. She has yeah. a dark mark with sprinkles. Oh my God. The boo you whore and it's a ghost. Oh my God. I love Mean Girls. We were supposed to go watch Mean Girls the musical and then COVID. Me too. Yeah. So, <sighs> so I, so I'll say, and she, she doesn't always post as much stuff, but she does, she makes such cool stuff. So you kind of have to go on her store to see her stuff, but yeah. Well, she does have almost 24,000 followers. So that's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. She's pretty awesome. She may have 24,000 followers, but does she have Comic Sans font? Um, I don't think I don't she know. does. Apparently only you do. I think she's a decent human. Oh, shit. <laughs> Shoot. <laughs> That's hilarious. Stina wins. Stina wins the podcast. Congrats. You're now the the solo host of Creating Magic Podcast. (laughs) It is Morgan E. B-R-R-E-T Shop. Look at that. Um, I am a big fan. I found her when she did her winged keys pins, and I loved winged keys. Mm-hmm. And I just enjoy her pins a lot. They're very light and whimsical, but I love the winged keys is really what it comes down to. She does a lot of really cute pastel stuff. Yeah. Mm. Like I don't a know. Pastel palette of like, like there's like a pastel purple chocolate frog and just like really kind of just delicate, pretty designs. Yeah. That, that's a very good description. Yeah, she's pretty cool. Um, I mean, how many shout-outs do you want me to give? Because I could give a bunch. <laughs> Whatever Seven, you would like to magical do. magical number. Well, last time, I'm not going to – I already shouted them out, so I'll just drop their name again. So Poppins Collectibles is amazing, so check her out. Um, Amos Plush and Pins, I shouted out last time. And then I also shouted out – ooh, who was the other person? Dang it, I don't remember. But I would also shout out Laser Brain, but she's here. So I'm going to go kind of rogue and go with some of the kind of crazier Harry Potter pins that are coming out right now that are, like, super limited in edition size and, like, 
like shanktastic. Like people are like ready to shanktastic. <laughs> that is copyrighted tonight. And I know nobody can see, but I'll do a visual way just, you know, for fun. So I'm going to shout out Disney Chris. Um, that's with a K-R-I-S-S. She mostly does Disney stuff, but she is doing this amazing Harry Potter series per year. Ooh, that's a chunk. So this is book one. Um, and obviously there'll be seven of them. And I just think they're so beautiful. And the artist is Judy Blue. Um, 27 i think hold on let me double check that judy blue 27 she's been doing a lot of art lately she's done some art for me and she does this art so these are really awesome pins oh my god she has a harley quinn pin uh-oh who disney chris yeah disney chris has like a whole range she doesn't do uh-huh. that much harry potter but this particular series of harry potter is like i love it here goes um, all of my money yeah <sighs> but again art by judy blue 27 and then also... Uh, Less khakis, more pins, Stephen. I mean, honestly, at this point, yeah. <laughs> this is awesome. downgrade from Brooks Brothers to, like, Old Navy. Popular <laughs> series. I already shouted out Poppins Collectibles, but she's doing this whole series of professors. And these things are, like, off the freaking chain right now. Um, they're limited edition 50, but, like, the Snape just auctioned for $600. Just that was in, like, hour three of the live sale. It wasn't even <laughs> yeah. when people got the and We didn't even know that that's what that was going to do. Yeah, it just is, like, a like a little sprinkling of a reference for how much that's worth. And then um, I'm going to also shout out, because I already said they were one of my favorite series, the Yensid School Official Pins. Uh, which is a combination of Disney and Harry Potter. And I think they're at Yensid School Official on Instagram. And how are we spelling any of that? Which one? The the Yensid School? Disney backwards. It's Disney backwards. Because that's the guy's guy's name in... uh, Fantasia. Fantasia. The The sorcerer's name is Yensid. Which is Disney backwards. Oh, I've seen these pins on your boards and things. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But you didn't know it was Disney backwards? I didn't. Steven <laughs> is just, he's just khaki. He is a khakis collector. You know, he's new to the pin game. Yeah, but it's a Disney thing. Do you have any limited edition khakis, Steven? <laughs> he probably does. I, well, so not technically khakis. I have some, if not limited edition, they're discontinued chubbies that I have. Oh my God. I don't even know what that means, but. They are, they are the it's a brand. They're a brand. Home. They are the highest of high inseam shorts. Oh boy! Oh boy! Like high inseam, Crash like hunters? so. Yeah, what's going on there? They're all up in there. They're it's snug. They're cute. Okay. They're cute. Okay. Is that why they're called chubbies? Because they 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 hug your chub. <laughs> Is that their official f- slogan? I might have just made that up. I don't know. It could be real. I don't know. I don't have a chub or chubby high end pants. But you do end-sense. open at the clothes. I do open at the clothes, though. So Whatever that means. <laughs> Whatever that means. <laughs> boy, oh, boy. Here, here's what... Okay, so I'm going to end the whole pin thing here on a lovely note, and then Danny can wrap us here. I am committing even though it's such tedious work because I, everything is packed so neatly and nicely I'm committing. Cause I don't, I don't have a ton of pins. Let's be clear. I probably have like less than 50, but I've got some decent stuff from different subscription boxes, whatever, whatever. 
and some random park ones. I'm going to dig through all my shit that's packed up over here over the next week and just pull out all the pins and then it'll give me some good content for the gram. And yeah. And you're, you're getting a package from me. You have no idea how excited I am. I DM'd the account in question who was supposed to have shipped you something as of like a month ago at this point. So, um, yeah, but Canadian ship is going so slow. Like, I have a box that's been, like, on... Yeah, but they said they said that their stuff was being delivered, like, start of this past week, and I saw other people posting things that may or may not have been involved in the package that was being shipped your way. And so, like, it should be there, is my point. I shipped two things. I'm excited. March to, to one person, and she hasn't got one of them yet, and she had got the first one two weeks into it. March? Yeah. End of March. Wow. That's crazy. So keep waiting. Thanks, <laughs> some international mail is actually going like fairly normal, like two weeks. And then some is taking like two months. So I'm not sure. Like I got a package from Hot Topic the other day, the day after I bought it and I didn't pay for express shipping. So that was Yeah, but crazy. that's not international. Oh, we're talking about international. Yes. So well, it was Hot Topic in, uh, Czechoslovakia. in Czechoslovakia and Hot Topic. Yes. So yes, they have the best stuff I heard. They do. <laughs> It's the hottest topics. It is the hottest of all of the topics. Um, what was it say? But it would be fun to do like a, a, a dual live with Steven where we like tell him what his pins are about. Yeah. Let's do we it. could do it like on like, you know, Big Fat Lanterns and whatever. Muggle and khakis. Muggle and khakis. And, and, yeah. and once this whole pandemic thing is over, aside from picking all up at Boston Logan with M&Ms and Gatorade and driving uh. to New Hampshire, I am also flying to California because I want to go to the parks. Never been to the parks out there, Disney or Universal. And I want to be one of the background voices in the Big Fat Live sale. Okay. You want to stop by? We can I, don't, I, I just want to be one of the ones that stops by with White Claw and fries and, like, it's just hanging out. <laughs> like, that's the point. <laughs> true. Right? I want to take a you drink can. every time Amy says this is from Japan. I, I want to be, be one of the ones that get shouted at in hour three because I put something in the wrong envelope. Yeah. I, that's never happen. me, but yeah. We could definitely make this happen. Yeah. I, 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 but if you don't show up with claws and fries, you're out. Yeah. Claws and fries are important. Claws and fries. Or coffee. There was that one time we tried to get coffee and then I ordered coffee from the coffee bean in the wrong city. I was like, where's my coffee? And it was like, it's at your house. I'm like, it is at my house, but I'm not there. So good story. But if you come to do that, Stephen, you have to be able to um, like booty pop to 90s music. I think he can. I don't understand why that's a problem. Okay, I'm just making this. That's like a requirement. The chubbies? The what? A booty pop in your chubbies. chubbies? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> do whatever he wants, but I don't want to see anything. Yeah, maybe I won't bring the chubbies. You might rip the unless they're stretchy He's chubbies. Covered. They're kind of stretchy. They're they're a little stretchy. Yeah. As long as you can twerk in them, it's fine. I mean, what? Can and by I twerk, do? I mean do the Running Man. I what? Twerk. The <laughs> Why running not man. the actual twerk? It's the nineties. No one's twerking in the nineties. You don't know. They might. Can you do the Tootsie Roll in your chubbies? I, that's a thing I've heard of, but I don't know. Please reference oh, the year he was so born. Young. I know. So what year were you born again? Where we, we were teaching, maybe? I was born six years before 2000. So what? 1984. 1994. No, that's right. 1994. <laughs> I was in high school. Uh, and, you know, I, you don't have to share if you don't want to, but I feel like we're older than you, right? 
I'm 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 40. Okay. Okay, yeah, we're right there. We're close, but we're older than you. <laughs> so I'm I'm the oldest bitch here. But I'm only 19. I don't know what you're talking about. And then half, and then Stina. And I don't know how old are you, Danny. 34. And then okay, Danny. And then, Danny, and then Stephen. I think that three out of the four of us ladies could have birthed you. Yeah. <laughs> we did it. We did it. Because I would know, but. I think I said that to him when we were standing in line for food at the Leaky Cauldron the very first time we met. There was like, I kind of birthed you. Yeah, there was, was a whole Chelsea's birthday when we were waiting in line with him at Chelsea's birthday. No, I was by myself with him. Yep. Uh, and we no, just there, there, met. There, there, I'm like, how old are you? And I'm like, I could have give birth to you. Yeah. I could have done birthed your ass. And he's there like, were, awkward. There was a whole range of thoughts in my head at that point. We're just going to, let's just leave that one there. <laughs> um, so, Danny, I didn't forget, because um, I know I usually do. Um, I know that each of y'all happen to have a litany of Instagram accounts that uh, you frequent. Um, feel free to use this space to, to plug any of those uh, if you'd like our thousands of listeners to give y'all a follow. Um, I am for pin fun. I'm mostly at big fat lanyards, all one word for Harry Potter shop fun. I'm at wither wings, wears wither wings, like Buckbeak's um, undercover name and wears is W A R E S. And then also join our Facebook group, Accio Potter pins, which is popping off right now with all sorts of trades and sales and all sorts of really fun stuff. Creators drop stuff in there early. It's the cool place to be. What about your cosplay account? Eh, that's not for this episode. This is a okay. pin central episode. We'll just have to have you on again. Yeah. Uh, Hit me up for cosplay when we ever get to do it again. I know, right? Um, so I am uh, at NerdPinsta. So obviously that's my pin account. Um, I'm just going to throw all my accounts out there. Uh, I also have an at Akio underscore nerdery, which is more like my cosplay and like general like nerdery. Like if I buy like a lounge fly backpack or something, I'll probably put it on there. Ooh. Um, ooh. Ooh. Um, I also have like a travel Instagram, which is real dormant right now. Uh, so nobody should really follow that, but. It's called at travel nowhere. It's called at COVID has killed travel, but it's, it's called, called uh, my, my at ner- nerd, nerd, the letter the letter two, nerd, the number two travel. Um, but I'm actually going to Yosemite next week. So I'll post some pictures on there, but, um, trees tree of trees. Yes. Waterfalls. And then I have like my real life Instagram, but I'm not telling anybody what that is just in case students listen. Cause some of my students might listen to this podcast. So. <laughs> and your students are going to know that you want to get. A oh, now they're going to follow all my open. Now they're going to follow all my open Instagram. So there you go. Perfect. Where I hey, post look, like pictures look. of booze and shit. The moral code that you've set for yourself is fascinating here. <laughs> fine with fine with students knowing the tattoo choices. Less fine with following. Yeah, you're right. It's all backwards at this point. That makes no sense. If they're here, then they have already learned too much. They That's where she posts her porn. Oh my god! You can't have students following the porn, the pornogram, the pornogram. Yeah. The pornogram. Let's make a series of pornogram pins. Oh my god, that's been done. Erotic, the erotic Harry Potter, erotic it's Harry Potter done. pins. Oh my god, we read this erotic Harry Potter story once 
about Ron and Hermione's first time having intercourse. That sounds very vanilla. First of all, don't ever say intercourse. That sounds so <laughs> vanilla. <laughs> and then you read your one about the 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 freaking uh, squid and khakis. Yeah, that one. Look, that look that that's its own thing. I read another squid one one time where the squid had a top hat and tails. And it was dirty, or that was just like oh, it, just it, it, got, it got very dirty. Well, the, okay. The, the 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 detail that really. I was going to say he's dapper, and it sounded nice. But yeah, it's like a dapper hat. squid. Yeah. Not. Cool. Anyway. Stina. Anybody else? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> on that note, segue. Stina, what's your porn Instagram? No, just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, Laserbrain Patchco is my, my regular Instagram, Instagram uh, for pins. And um, Lapels and Spells is my witchcraft pin Instagram. Ooh, I need to follow that. Yeah, Lapels and Spells. So, it's mostly all pins with symbolism. <clears throat> And then, of course, I have my tattoo page, which is T-Wolf, which we already talked about earlier. So, yeah. We just like to spread ourselves all over the gram. Yeah. Well, I felt like I had to separate them because, I mean, you guys know, like, you have to separate things so that customers and so that followers can really, like, hone in on what they like. Yeah, for sure. 100%. Like porn. (laughs) Yeah. Anyway, I don't think Instagram would let there be a porn Instagram, to be honest. No, no. Porn stars stars who want to be like more explicit on the social networks go to Twitter. Instagram is like a pretty lifestyle cleaned up. Yeah. Professional here. He knows. He knows knows where to find them. He knows how to, the Japanese sex dolls. Look, I don't know anything about that. But I do know. Says the squid man. Right. That's a whole different ballgame. What I do know, and this is such a nice, positive, social justice note to end this podcast on, because I've talked about before in this podcast, is that sex work should be legal work. I agree. And so I'm all about people who are who are doing their thing on the social networks, and I'm not afraid to admit that. No. Shocker. I don't think anybody here would be. Super shocker. Although <laughs> Tackies is a supporter of the porn. <laughs> Look, people got to earn a paycheck however they're going to earn a paycheck. Is there a khakis porn? Yeah, except for a lot of internet porn is free. Well, they, 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 there's premium. There's OnlyFans. It's fine. It's fine. Uh-huh. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> it's fine. We're going to lose so many followers because here's a funny thing. Here's a really funny thing. We'll end on this note, actually. Serious note. There's someone on the Instagram who is lovely human. Uh, this is not a comment about her whatsoever, more a comment about me. I commented, I think, on one of Danny's posts, maybe, or something, something about, you know, the squid fanfic. And she like DM me was like, "Wow, I you give off such like an innocent vibe. Maybe you're not as innocent as it you seem." Like, wholesome. Yeah, and I'm like, when have <laughs> I ever given off a wholesome vibe? I think it's maybe more the vibe of your appearance. Is it though? Yeah, because you like just a, you're in khakis. Yeah. I mean, what? But if you that porn addict wears khakis, maybe I'm not a porn addict. Whoa, 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 whoa,
Why are you going to blame it on me, Stephen? Not blaming it on you. I'm giving the the editor a good note for the, when to when. To. I think the fans have a right to know about whatever you talked about. Also, because I cut out with my Wi-Fi and I didn't hear, so I'm, the only way I'm going to know is if I listen to it later. I'm just saying khakis are wholesome. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Stina, thanks for coming on the episode. We really enjoyed it. Uh, <laughs> I think Amy and I are banned. The rest of we're you. banned. <laughs> Lies. We're not banned. No, not banned. no, because Danny will do some episode about cosplay that I won't be involved in, and Amy and well, both y'all can be back for that. And then we're definitely going to do a Star Wars episode at some point once I watch these other things. And Stina and Iana, y'all are more than welcome back for that. And then That'd we're going to do our trivia episode. Ooh, a trivia yeah, episode. Oh, that's your, right. Your, your With my study thing. guide. Oh, yes. Wait, how's that going to work? Is it going to be like a game show? We'll figure it out. Oh, my God. It'll be super fun. And the listeners can play along. We'll figure this out. We'll call it the interactive episode. Episode over. All right. Bye. Bye.